0: Joe Miller shits in the woods for fun. to the 4th Mother Box, brought in by the, I don't even know how to explain this man, Kyle and I will talk about him in a second, but thank you very much, Dream Theater. Welcome into the 4th Mother Box, I am your co-host Tom Oakry, joined as always by my brother from another mother, Kyle Casantino. Kyle, how the hell are you today, man?
1: I'm doing good. What's going on?
0: Not too much, you know, just chilling, dealing, a little bit of villain, uh, depending on the day but we are kicking ass and taking names over here um has it gotten any warmer in chicago i know last week you were like uh thinking about just you know sinking the city into a ground hole
1: or something you know what it still should sink into the ground hole i mean it's it's warmer but the issue is like it just fucking rains every day or it's cloudy and i went downtown again i feel like every weekend i'm like i want to make plans to go outside who doesn't want to do that and every weekend it's just like rain, clouds, or cold This, Jesus. yesterday, was cloudy and, and, uh, and rainy And it just a little rainy so it was, you know, I don't know I took I actually took the train uh, for once downtown and that's the last time I'll do that <laughs> You took the L, like orange line I assume? No, I took the Metra and... Oh, okay I I don't think I've actually taken the L before, so I I, I feel like I'm gonna try that. But Uh, the metric, like you know, at a certain hour, you just get like the the scummiest people that walk in on there, and you 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 know them when they walk in. Like first five seconds, you lay eyes on them, you're like that that person's gonna be a problem the entire train ride.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, it's like it's like the people who go around licking uh, the the handlebars and ask for money because they have no sense of taste and smell or some bullshit like that uh the L is the L L can be terrifying um especially if you take the red line like you're going under the Chicago streets with other people from Chicago with basically no surveillance and you know can't really defend yourself in that city so pretty much put your life at risk every time you're going in the red line so I would typically stay to like the brown line and the orange line even the orange line is cutting it for me so but at least that goes into the loop and shit. So just be wary out there when you uh, go on the L. I'm surprised you've never been on that before.
1: You know what? Like, I've been on the Metro, and I just feel like I had one experience where, you know, and this kind of happened last night, where, you know, it's like it's Saturday, and for some reason Chicago just closes down at, like, 5 p.m. Ask me why. Like, okay, it's one of the most touristy cities in the united states but on saturday when people are off and are going out they decide you know what let's close all of our businesses at around 5 p.m why does that make sense i have no idea but um you know going to the metro there's there's a train every hour but like at you know a certain time of night it just skips two hours why do they do this i don't know um and they're always like rebuilding the tracks and just there's always construction so it's a pain in the ass but anyway <laughs> um so if like you go down there and you know you're so we went down there we went to the uh, sears tower i've actually never walked in the sears tower before oh really which, but we we ate in like shake shack which is kind of nice and uh, we, we might go to the top i have like I have a really bad fear of heights. It's a weird thing with anxiety because everybody has their rules about it. Like, I'm fine on a plane. There's I've never had a problem on a plane. But going up in one of the tallest buildings in the world or um, the the Ferris wheel at Navy Pier... No, thank you. I, I don't think it, I oh. can do it. Uh,
0: Fuck that Ferris wheel right in the goat ass.
1: Oh, yeah. I went on it once. I actually did do it once. And, you know, you, you're so high up and then... It it starts rocking like a little bit. Yep, that's the part. Yeah, and that's the part that just like, you know, uh, makes me a little bit nervous. And I actually, you know what, I felt a little nervous when I was on the Skyliner uh, this this past time because it stopped in the middle of the air, and the wind was blowing, and and it kind of like was, you know, shaking the, you know, the tram. And like I'm like, wow, I'm surprised I feel nervous right now. Oh, interesting. it's just the weirdest thing, and and sometimes, like, I, I go over this with my clients, and, like, it's just so weird how, you know, certain situations you're fine, and other situations you're not. Like, um, social anxiety is a perfect example of this. Like, people at their jobs, no problem being social with customers when it comes to, like, you know, when they're going out, like, and trying to be, like, you know, in a social setting, like meeting people, completely unhinged by it. I'm like, you do it at your job, it just, you know, it's... You just translate it over to your personal life. Interesting, you can do it, right? Yeah. So, oh, the mind is just a motherfucker. It
0: is a motherfucker. Um, I know you you had talked to me about potentially going to going to New York City soon, but if you are going to do that and you are afraid of heights, you might want to take an edible before going on top of World Observer to the World or One World Center, rather. That's like one hundred and three floors, but it's a gorgeous view.
1: I don't know how I will be with that. Like, cause I've, I almost like, I've gone up in a building before. I don't know. I just think it's like, I don't know it until I do it. Um, I think if I was like outside, like I would never, you could say I'll pay you a million dollars and go to the top of the Sears Tower and go out like on the roof. And I, I would be like, I'd I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do that.
0: And and for those wondering, what uh, if if you're of the younger generation, I'm wondering why Kyle keeps saying the Sears Tower. Um, we're sh- contrarian Chicagoans, so we like to call the name we grew up with. It is technically the
1: Willis Tower now, but whatever. So that's only we only do that really with like Sox Park, which is still Comiskey Park, and then the Sears Tower for some reason. I don't think we do that with anything else.
0: You're probably right because I don't think anybody calls the Tweeter Center the Tweeter Center anymore.
1: Oh yeah that's right uh, I still see the
0: tweeter uh, well uh, that's us we have we have more of a special um, connection to that and um, speaking of the tweeter Center I'm gonna get there in a second but but what if you guys do do one world trade um, center when you go to New York um, and you're up there like I what what you know the heights don't get me what got me trippy there is and to your point about the brain being a motherfucker was, you know, look, we we all grew up in the 9/11 generation, right? Right. This is this is yeah. us. We, we we remember it vividly. We were Kyle and I were sophomores in high school, um, so I've seen the videos. I've lived it. You know, that day. Obviously, not in the intents of the like the Port Authority police officers, the firemen, and everybody who responded in New York City that day, and of course the ones who lost their lives. But you've seen it from another perspective, so you know like that part of new york very well like i've seen it before i could draw it in my sleep so i went and stood to the part of the building where the plane came and i just sat there and was like that was kind of freaking me out i had to calm myself down like you're standing in a spot where like history like some big ass history happened so that's that's the kind of shit that freaks me out and then and then and then heights got to me
1: so there, I thought it was just, so I don't really know a lot about New York because I've never been there before, Yeah. I thought it was just Ground Zero where there was just like a memorial. Is there like a building there now or oh, something? Oh, no,
0: no, There, there, there's there's two things. So there's absolutely a memorial to both of the towers. There are two giant squares basically where the towers were um, with all the names of the people who lost their lives that day and like a, a very, very cool and calming like waterfall. There's two of them. And then to the direct, like depending on where you're looking at, to the left of that is One World Center, which is what they built after 9/11. Um, Open up an observatory. I'm pretty sure there's businesses in there. So yeah, that's what they got.
1: So uh, given my fear of heights, I and you know maybe tall buildings, I don't think if if I go to New York, I don't think this is the going to be the first time where I try out my to see if I'm. Okay with tall buildings. I don't think I'm going to turn it down in New York given the history. Because standing <laughs> in tall buildings in New York, I I'm sorry.
0: It 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 really when Courtney and I were there at the end of April, and I was I was on the 40th floor of our hotel too. Um, I mean we we were Midtown, so it wasn't anything like uh, you know on the edge there, kind of being more of a bigger target. But it was it was still pretty trippy to just sit up there and think. Like like you're at you're at the mercy of all these heights and these engineers and these architects by the name of Art Vandelay who have <laughs> built this Good shit. Good <laughs> old Art Vandelay. man. Yeah. Art Have You ever seen the West Wing of the Guggenheim? I did one of the closets
1: over there. <laughs> you know uh you know also Bob Vance from Vance for Refrigeration. I think uh, that's also a good business. It's not New York, but it's about, like, I think, two hours away. Yeah, so if you're Scranton, Pennsylvania. York, uh, yeah, Scranton. You should uh, visit uh, Bob Vance Vance for a Refrigeration.
0: That's right. So, um, yeah, I, I mentioned the Tweeter Center, right? Um, one of the things that I, one of the bands I've seen at the Tweeter Center is one you're hearing behind us talking today, and that's Dream Theater. If Metallica didn't exist, Dream Theater would be my Metallica. Um, some of the Dream Theater's newer stuff for me is tougher to get into than the the, the, like 80% of their discography um but it's still good it's still a good listen I've got my thoughts here and there but uh Dream Theater is if you get a chance to see this band live you know and and you don't have to be into heavy music because they are are progressive rock progressive metal um don't don't get used to the 3 to 4 minute songs with them I think their average song is like not even joking 9 to 10 minutes um It's it's common for them to have 13, 14-minute songs. I love it. It, It's such a vast difference from, you know, some of the music out there that's just pop. And and Dream Theater probably, for me, is like the most famous band who's been able to make progressive music, you know, part of the pop. You know, you know, you can talk about Rush. You could talk about even Yes. Kind of got popular in that time, but I think Dream Theater ascended that for me. Maybe it's just because we grew up with them, but. Seen Dream Theater a few times, man, and Kyle, wouldn't you agree that they're, they're like a must-see live? It's so phenomenal.
1: Yeah, they're definitely an acquired taste. Um, I feel like they have something for everybody. If you listen to them for a the first time, they might throw you for a minute. Yep. but It's kind of like a fine wine. Um, the more you, the more you listen to it, the better it gets. Especially if you are like a musician, you can really appreciate some of the, the intricacies of. And the dynamics of their music—I mean, it's—it's it's really um, some really cool stuff. And I would agree that, like, I'm a huge Dream Theater fan, but man, the last two albums have just been like—I didn't even get the last album that they put out, and I'm like, that's just so weird for me because I'm such a huge fan of this band. But I did like a couple once throughs. So I'm just like, I'm getting nothing from this. Yeah, what the fuck is happening? Yeah.
0: So. I'm a bit um, nervous that that they're turning into what Disturbed turned into, where it's the same thing every album. You know, you can make an argument for them not being up to par when Mike Portnoy left the band, um, and I I, I I both agree and disagree with that because I think Mike Mike Mangini does a f- fantastic job. He's an excellent drummer, and he he re- their their first album post Mike Portnoy I, I enjoyed quite a bit too. So, um, speaking of Mike Portnoy, yeah. do you remember you remember when we met him at Sam Ash?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a long time ago. That was something. I remember I told him uh, that he was a god. He is. Let's, let's. Mike Portnoy is,
0: in my opinion, the greatest technical drummer to ever live. And and Brad's head just exploded. Um, but why? Because um, you know, Zeppelin, like, right? Wouldn't he think?
1: You know what? Like, I like Led Zeppelin. I mean, I. You know what I? like i appre- well i wouldn't say that i'm like a huge fan of led zeppelin like i could appreciate what they did but like i don't know i'm i'm not i'm not like really blown away by them i know brad will probably have a shit fit because of that but I, I don't know he you know um what's his name not uh john bonham i think it jo- was the drummer yes,
0: john is the drummer yeah yeah that's who i was alluding to is mr john bonham versus Mike Portnoy. Yeah, it's, it's a, so he
1: played he played a song with on the drums with his hand. Big whoop. I'm not that impressed. <laughs> I
0: think it goes more than that. Bonham's a much better drummer than just playing songs with his hands and shit.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, when I've listened to bands, you know, certain types of drummers can stick out. I think, you know, Mike Portnoy is probably the one drummer where I got in trouble in high school for doing a drum beat on my desk. Do uh, one of his his drum beats. Which song? Uh, I you know what I kept doing "Root of All Evil" for some Fuck reason. Fuck yeah, I fucking love that song. <laughs> oh God, that's such a good song. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I definitely think I I remember the day he left the band. That was such a it was such a horrible thing. Oh, I was he I was, was I was depressed. Good. Yeah, he he was such a good fit for that band. And I think, you know, their music has definitely changed a bit. I mean, they just kind of seem like it's rinse, recycle, repeat. Like, they kind of went, like, the Slayer route. It just doesn't have <laughs> the same kind of, like, experience that it, that it did. And I, I've liked, like, most of their albums um, up until, like, the, really, I like the one before the most recent one, but I don't know. It just doesn't have the same appeal as it used to.
0: You're right, it doesn't. And Maybe maybe we're, we're, we're the old man yelling at clouds at, at 36.
1: <laughs> no, it's just our president. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Say that out loud.
0: Yeah, you said the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet. Oh, Jokes. So anyway, um, yeah, real quick to Portnoy, and then I promise we'll get into comic news, but, but fuck all y'all if this is what we like to talk about. Hashtag follow us on Instagram at 4th Anywho, so when we met Portnoy, I remember I had brought, like, one of those silver, like, really good markers with me I just purchased. I was having him sign a symbol that I had purchased there. Um, He he just looked like your stereotypical rock star. Like, he looked hungover. He he didn't want to be there, and he just looked like he was obligated to do it. And I felt like I only got any sort of reaction out of him because the marker he was using just died. And he just said, he's like, hey, man, can I take your marker? (laughs) And I'm like, okay, you can have it, Mr. Portnoy. You know, I, of course. If the guy said, get on the ground and do a thousand push-ups, I was going to do it until my arms fell off. This is Mike fucking Portnoy we're talking about here. So, but it's just, in, in stark comparison, I remember when, when I met, like, the likes of Metallica versus comparing it to the other high-end musician for me is Mike Portnoy. It's like, they were so, it's different worlds. Like, the the four members of Metallica seemed like down-earth human beings, and Portnoy just seemed like he was really having a rough go with his life. Uh, and maybe he was at the time because he seems like he's a lot more positive now. And I remember the rumors were he was going to go play with Avenged Sevenfold permanently, but Avenged really didn't want him. Um, and and he really wasn't Avenged Sevenfold style. I think he's I think he's beyond that. But so yeah. you
1: know, Avenged Sevenfold I know has a big fan base, and I'm sorry I'm getting like real like snarky this morning. Fuck but, it, uh, snark on. I don't know. I just feel like once you've listened to the Avenged Sevenfold like one of their albums like a couple times i'm basically done with it like they do nothing for me live i've seen them a couple times and i'm just like i mean the guitarist is good you know i mean there's there's good talent in the band i'm just like for for whatever reason it's kind of like it's like rap music there's like a rap song that comes out it's popular for what maybe a year and then it goes away forever and that's kind of like avenge sevenfold like they just they release albums it's just like Five Finger Death Punch like it just you know it doesn't have staying power it doesn't have lasting power and maybe you could say that about a lot of music but I just feel like it's 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 generic metal at its best
0: I loved Hail to the King the album they did with Portnoy It's because it, he he played he played the drums very with a very black album feel to it like that was a very black album to me not in popularity as far as sales go but from like their sound that was very tight and I I remember enjoying it I, I think I read an interview once, reporting. I said he got inspiration from like Lars around that kind of time, and he felt like playing the songs like that was was right. Um, I really like that album, but, but but after that, like the stage, I liked like half of it, and then kind of fell through. And I'm with the On Event Sevenfold, the tour that you, me, and Tim saw them at Soldier Field on. Like I had seen them, I saw them in – Well, you and I saw them. At, you, me, and Joe saw them in Phoenix that same tour, and then I saw them in San Diego two days later. So seeing Event Sevenfold three times. They never switched the setlist up, and I hated that. And it's like Metallica switched the fucking setlist up. Gojira, like, just completely switched their setlist up. Then and
1: and, and just, it's just a cop out. It's boring, cop out. They they just don't have any energy. Like, I, I. That's what kind of like turned me off to them. Like they don't have any energy when they came out in, when they came out on the stage and I just feel like when you watch certain bands like I watched Ramstein I think it was in Chicago open air oh, it man. was like the first time I've seen them and they just have a certain presence and like the entire crowd is just connected with that band and I think like a lot of even you know I could even say some of my favorite bands just kind of like really fail when it's sometimes when it comes to the stage show Trivium um great band one of my favorite bands but like I don't really want to see them live. Like I just like they do nothing for me live for for whatever reason.
0: That's interesting because they've always had the Metallica comparisons to them, um, especially when they were coming out. And I remember I initially hated them because people were calling them that, and and then I I matured and gave them a chance. And you're right, they're a very good band. Um, But it's it's funny because you get a band like Metallica now. Metallica's on a grander stage and they've they do more things with their stage show, which makes them amazing and you feel like they're all having fun up there but you would think trivium just guys playing guitars and playing heavy music they could have that kind of drive to make you really feel like you want to go see him again
1: uh, yeah i don't um i i saw them with uh last time i saw them was with uh, joe a couple years ago we went to see him with arch enemy and man like just the comparison in the energy of the room when trivium was on the stage and then arch enemy took the stage holy shit Arch Enemy was phenomenal. Were they? I mean, I mean I'm not huge death metal like, um, but they they have such like, they have just such a defined sound and unbelievable. Um, so yeah, I, I don't felt know.
0: like the, I mean like stage shows can change your perspective on bands, right? Like, I oh yeah, we we saw we've seen Lincoln Park opened for metallica at my first metallica show they opened for them and then i saw lincoln park again open for metallica in las vegas and um wow i am tripping out uh winston was in the room the whole time and i didn't even know it wow crazy <laughs> so anyway um we saw lincoln park open for metallica a couple times and they just blew my mind right like i wouldn't necessarily go seeking out to listen to all of lincoln park's music outside of a few songs but their live show just made me have so much respect and Funny enough, we're talking about Lincoln Park now. We talked about them on Jedi Talk a little bit, a um, little bit more levity to that, um, but it's just it's just a shame, kind of what what happened to Chester and, and and the fact that we weren't able to get that anymore. But yeah, to your point, like doing those things, you know, you know, having big stage shows that you can really connect to and have fun with can make the band,
1: you know, so much different than you could perceive them. So it's a great point. You know, um, the biggest the biggest example of that for me was uh was judas priest and i was (laughs) never a judas priest fan but uh joe one day said hey you know what it was like 2017 he's like hey i've never seen judas priest i want to go see him and i was like he asked me to go with him i'm like you know what fine i'm I'm, I'll, i'll go and then like they just released an album called firepower and man this is like one of the few albums that they just start to finish a fucking amazing album. i wasn't even into judas priest which is crazy and man, they put on such a great fucking show. And Rob Halford is one of the few people, uh, you know, that he sounds perfect on stage. Like, he still just does it flawlessly. I mean, as a metal singer, just, that's really hard to do. I mean, I've seen so many metal singers' just plots when it yeah. comes to singing live. Because some of them, like, hide behind auto-tune and shit like that. But man, Rob the guy is in his I think 60s, and he's still fucking owning that stage. I think he's master of craft.
0: He might be 70s. He might be in his 70s. Um, I can I can check that real quick. But yeah, man, I I, I can. Pre- I'm I'm glad that you had that appreciation for Judas Priest because I've always loved Judas Priest, and and to just kind of get that validation, awesome. Yeah, he's actually 70 exactly. He'll be 71 on August 25th. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, dude's rocking it. Um, him and Ozzy you know kind of staples on that side of music we're going to be doing it together James Hetfield too you know James is is 60 or he's about to be in August as well that's fucking crazy to think really? Jesus yeah it,
1: right <laughs> unbelievable
0: uh, so let's so let's move off from that from that depressing topic we had some stuff this week not a not a too much you know uh, we're going to talk about Kenobi we had some DC news and um, got a trailer, finally, for Black Adam. We'll talk a little Jurassic World and then No Way Home's re-releasing. So uh, let's talk talk about the hot-button topic of Star Wars and the galaxy far, far away, but Kenobi Part 4. And Kyle, I am really, really, really interested to get your thoughts about this episode specifically. Spoiler alert, Jedi Talk didn't love it. I was still very much entertained by this episode. Personally, I'm not ready to, to... you know you know this this or the the series is not a failure because of this episode it's my least favorite of the four you know I feel like there were just some weird directions some plot holes this episode spoiler alerts now was way too close to the fallen order storyline that I liked you know you would think I'd be into it because a lot of things matched up there but I think they missed a big opportunity with a cameo that would have been served purpose both fan service and it would serve purpose to their story which made a lot of sense in the Star Wars universe plus it's just I can't help but make the comparison and this game was very very popular you you released a legacy lightsaber on this character too so a good amount of the people watching Kenobi know this story so it just boggles my mind if there's not a payoff with that I'll be really kind of disappointed but it won't ruin the show for me but yeah out of the four wasn't my favorite so I'm really curious to hear what
1: you say you know maybe maybe a part of this episode where it maybe some people felt it was a little bit lackluster is because it's kind of coming hot off of you know the episode three where we had a confrontation between Kenobi and Darth Vader and and like a fight you know between a lightsaber battle so maybe that was a part of it uh, you know when I was watching episode four I liked it I mean I thought it was good but you know Um, I wasn't, I didn't make the connection with Jedi Fallen Order. I haven't played it in a couple of years, so maybe that's why. And I keep saying I have to replay that game, but, um, you know, it wasn't until I heard, I think Brad did a video on, I think it was like Instagram, I saw him and he was talking about, you know, his opinion about it. He mentioned, you know, the Fallen Order connection and everything. I mean, I thought it was a good episode. I don't, I guess they don't know like what, what the criticisms are or what like, you know, what was missed because I just don't you know I don't remember like that storyline and everything I remember you know Fallen Order is really about um, you know like a, was it kind of like did, when did I play that game was, Um, yeah you're Cal- due to has, play it again damn it yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean you know like Calcutta has the you know like he's force sensitive or he's like becomes I don't know if he, he's not a Jedi but no he like, gets force. knighted
0: in the game he gets knighted by seer yeah
1: Okay, Um, so okay, so he becomes a Jedi, and then, you know, obviously he's being hunted, and, you know, then we find out kind of at the end that there's like a, like a codex of like a bunch of people that holocron, you know, you know, like a that's what it's called a a holocron of like kids that were Jedi, and then force sensitive kids, yeah, that maybe even served as like a plotline for probably what's going to be Jedi survivor. Um, and, and they're, you know, so that's, I mean, so I, you know, fill me in. I mean, cause I feel like I'm, I'm just like lost with, uh, with the storyline. I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was a, a good episode, but you know, granted I'm, I'm ignorant at the moment.
0: <laughs> no, you're, you're good. No, 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 no. I, I still entertained. Like if you made me rank this episode, I'd still give it an eight, eight and a half eight point two five 8.25 out of 10. Like this is no four out of 10 for me. This is no like, um, like. I was not a fan of the Book of Boba Fett episode with the Power Rangers and the Speeders. Like, oh, uh, no, God, no. Yeah, so like, that's not that to me, right? It, it, this isn't like me going to Avengers Campus and being underwhelmed. Uh, I still very much enjoyed it because it's Kenobi and there were connections. But think about it this way, and, and pay attention, too, when you're, when you're playing the game. One of the first things that I kind of just felt weird about was, and, and, and I know that these characters, it's easy for them to not know this, but five years has passed, and Tala, the one who is the imperial officer, who's pl- who's a spy for the, you know, the early rebellion, whatever you want to uh, call them, um, where you know Wade's at and Tala's at and O'Shea Jackson Junior's character—I can't remember—I can't get his fucking name. Um, but anyway, so they're they're sitting there talking about um, getting in the fortress in because that's where Leia's at, and, right? And um, and then Tala, she's part of the path, and she says Jedi have stopped there every now and again. So it's, it's possible Cal could have been through there and spoken to her, or she she could possibly know Seer or something. Hell, she can even know fucking Grease. Um, but with all that being said, they're like, nobody's gotten in there before. You know, it's an unpenetrable fortress. N- n- nobody knows what it looks like on the inside that's why i sent you that meme it's like um and then cal saying you know am i a joke to you because he's gotten in there he got in there a lot harder than kenobi did you know tala was just sitting there and says i found you an override you know door presses a button and kenobi swims through with no problem well you know cal had to fucking work his way in there um so he's seen the inside so i i feel right there star wars missed a grand opportunity to bring Cal or even Seer, get get Deborah Wilson to to, to come play live action because she looks exactly like Seer. I know they did that on purpose. That's why Cameron looks like Cal and all that shit. Even Marin's actress looks like her. Um, but like you had a perfect opportunity to have that person, you know, even contact them to show up and say this is how you get in, this is what it looks like, or you could have have them help you, right? Um, if Cal doesn't end up in this show. Even a mention, I think Kenobi's going to be, in, or I think Obi-Wan's going to be in the game. Um, which would be actually pretty fucking cool if you think about it.
1: Yeah, uh, we talked about that yeah, last time.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but then, I want you uh, fast forward to towards, like, the end of the episode. When Obi-Wan and Tala and Leia are running away from the troopers, they get in that hallway that's surrounded by water. Do you remember how Cal got away from Darth Vader?
1: You know what? I uh, saw this on... I think it was Facebook And like somebody did like a side by side Of that and it was like almost Dead on like yeah. the same So Are they doing that As like an homage or are they doing That because it's lazy I I
0: think I don't Like it because I must feel like it's a little lazy um, Because if I liked This I would probably say Yeah that's an homage right like they're, they're Giving props to the game but why? Like and can't you break into Fortress Inquisitoris a little differently? I don't know there was and then there was that terrible scene where, where Tala like puts her hand on the Stormtrooper's helmet and like messes it up and like he drops the gun and he's like oh no I'm you know can't see for a minute and then she takes out the other one and then shoots the one who's still having trouble with their helmet like it's it's like Stormtroopers aren't joking Star Wars now <laughs> um which is both funny and a little disappointing I, I don't know, I don't know the episode just had opportunities to do some better things right I, I feel like there was going to be some sort of let down/ filler episode even it even though it's a limited series I get that but I I've, I, I kind of anticipated that type of episode and just in you, you made a great point earlier Kyle when you said like those first three episodes got us super hyped and then you know there's a little bit of coming down from your mania and we're gonna get back to a level but I think I think, I feel very... First off, I made this I made this prediction on Jedi Talk, and I'm going to say it here again. I 100% think we're finally getting Qui-Gon Jinn in Episode 5. I think Episode 5 is just going to blow the fuck up. So, that's where I stand.
1: Wow. Um, so, I, I still love how, like, it's... I don't know, I just think maybe there's just too much content now where every storyline is almost becoming predictable i can't imagine what it must be like to be like a writer for hollywood because there's just so much shit half the time i like rewatch stuff or i'm watching new seasons i'm like i don't fucking remember what happened in season two i'm watching the boys right now season three and i'm like fuck i never i feel like i never remember what happened the season before and it's just because there's so much fucking content now. right Back in the day, like, you, you know, you would remember, like, everything, because that was, like, your one or two shows that you watched, but now it's just, like, it's all over the place. So, but I do love how, you know, you you have that trope of, like, this fortress is impenetrable, and then they, they just get in real easily. Like, yeah. And it's just fun. Yeah. I love, I did love how, like, Vader is just a total badass in this episode. I mean, he's oh, yeah. just proving that he's just like he doesn't give a fuck he he will just destroy anybody in his path and fuck anybody up who like messes with his shit and i think they're doing really well at portraying him i don't it's kind of weird because like hayden christensen is like a, a part of this you know a part of this series but i i don't feel like it's kind of weird because you don't see him and not only that it's it's james Earl jo- jones voice which i actually just learned that was him uh, well yeah, for that what, episode, which is great.
0: What what we've learned I thought, unless you saw something else that I didn't, it's it's kinda like the same thing they used with Luke Skywalker. It just kinda took like a bunch of different voices, merged them together and used like a modulator. But it's all for, James jo- Jones'
1: voice. Interesting. I mean I read that it was him that did the voiceover, so Yeah. It,
0: I hope they eventually come out to tell us what this is because I've heard two
1: stories. <laughs> so Whatever it is, I mean, it they, works. They have the technology. I was I was reading something about Top Gun Maverick and how they got Vel- Like some company created some like innovative software that, that allows him to basically use his voice because he you know, he has he had throat cancer and he lost it, but um, this is gonna actually change the way he, he could probably act again, they were saying, because he can use this technology now. Wow. Which is which is really awesome to hear stuff like that. Um But, you know, even my Alexa, my Alexa, you know, will tell, I can ask Alexa to, you know, tell me the weather in, um, what's his name, Uh, Samuel L. Jackson's voice. And Sam Jackson, you could, like, basically talk to him, and he says, like, in Willowbrook, it's this, I mean, it's like his voice, and he'll say, like, your city and stuff, like, so they figure out some technology where they can do that stuff, which is pretty cool.
0: Does it have a Mace window option where it just contradicts everything it says and makes you feel like a rat?
1: I, yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I feel like I'd rather have uh, Emperor Palpatine. Because that would have been... <laughs> it's like, the weather is very, very dark. Mace Windu is just being
0: like, it will rain today. We recognize your place in this home, but we don't grant you the, the rank of owner.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's exactly how it should would be. Fucking
0: Mace. It's your fault Anakin turned. Fucking prick. Anyway, alright, so so Kenobi, look look, I'm very much looking forward to episode our or part five. Right? I, I think things are about things are going to pick up and we're going to, this is going to end incredibly well. Um But holy fucking shit, Kyle, we finally got a Black Adam trailer. What'd you
1: think? Yeah. Ten years in the making. No 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 uh, no no no
0: no no. The Rock got cast as Black Adam in two thousand seven. Before the MCU even existed.
1: Okay. Um, so almost 20 years in the making 15 <laughs> years exactly 15 years
0: in the fucking making
1: uh I, you know what this looked this looked like a great trailer i I loved it and I liked his uh you know the the one line in the, in the trailer where it was like superheroes don't kill and he's like but I do so
0: yeah kind of cool
1: it's black Adam I mean that's,
0: that's what he fucking does i'm I'm really interested and and we got you know they didn't give This is what good first trailers do. They don't give you any piece of the story, right? You know, they just give you... Especially with Black Adam, you get the action sequences. You see um, important members of the Justice Society of America. Um, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher, Hawkman. Um, I'm really, really, really fucking interested in Dr. Fate. Um, For those who are unaware of the character, he's basically DC's Doctor Strange. Uh, So this is... You know, and I think Pierce Brosnan's the perfect actor to play Doctor Fate, uh, with oh the, yeah the look and the act, right? Um, and then, you know, Hawkman looks badass. We haven't gotten him on the big screen before. We got him on the CW, but the CW is a hot, pe- steaming pile of shit. Oh, shit. So
1: they they like took a shit on Hawkman and Hawk Girl when they had the characters on. They I did. Think it was. I don't remember which show it was. Maybe it was like Legends of Tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. So, yeah, that was a hot pile of shit. Hawkman, anyway, is just an aggressive, like angry motherfucker, and he, you know he goes toe to toe and with Superman for a while in, in the Injustice storyline. So I hope they they really live up.
0: And as just right on brand with Fourth Motherbox, even though we just fucking switched to Google Meet today, we dropped a little bit. Um, So Kyle will be back in a second. Um, Oh, it's Wi-Fi issues. It actually might be my fault. Um, I swear to God, I swear to God, you cannot count on technology. It is the year 2022. Hello, hello. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, you're here. We're good. We were still recording, so there was no interruption. So can you hear me all right?
1: Yeah, I can hear you all right. Okay.
0: Still better than Skype, but go on, sir. Hawkman. You were talking about Hawkman.
1: I was just saying that he's an aggressive ass motherfucker, and yes. he's going to to toe with Superman and Injustice. And I'm excited to see, you know, how his character is portrayed in, in this movie. And I think The Rock will do really well because he seems like he talks, he's talking differently about it. Like he, it's apparent that he put, he's put a lot of his heart and soul into this. So, um, I'm interested to see what what happens with it. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna do really, really well, for sure. Yes,
0: I agree.
1: If anything it'll be better
0: <laughs> That's kinda of funny how he dropped now. Oh my good God. Uh, I think he I think he was setting up the joke to say it will be better than uh, Captain Marvel, better than Miss Marvel, better than um, literally any piece of steaming pile of crap the MCU's recently put out.
1: Have have you watched Miss Marvel? I mean Oh god or... no. God no. No.
0: No. I I don't know.
1: I mean I, I wanna, I've want. i had so much content to watch. I just got through Stranger Things Season 4. And actually, you know, I thought it was really good.
0: Did you? Okay. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, I think, you know, it's like it started off really, really good. And then towards the end of the season, it, it kind of, like, you know, lost a little steam. But, you know, there's two more episodes coming out, two more big ep- episodes coming out July 1st. So oh, yeah. I'm excited to see how that, uh this ends, but I, I mean, I love if you ask me, like, I love 80s horror, you know, with like synthesizer music and you know, all that, all those kind of like old tropes of stuff like that. So, this is just a really, you know, I love the, uh, this. Is I feel like Netflix is one of their few great shows, uh, but uh, so anyway,
0: I'm, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I haven't started season four of Stranger Things yet. Courtney and I are doing a rewatch of the first three just to be caught up because it did take a while for the fourth season to come out <laughs> so we'll get into that shortly um
1: yeah i did i didn't know this but uh, robert england who plays freddy krueger is in season four. Oh, interesting he's he's not the bad guy which is um or he's not like the main villain of this season but uh he plays an interesting part nevertheless
0: speaking of horror i
1: assume you're going to be on the first flight out here for halloween horror nights this year holy fuck You know what, like, when I I went there back in 2018, and they had Halloween 4 as a haunted house, and Halloween 4 was actually, you know, did really well, like, I think commercially, and a lot of fans really loved it, but but I don't know why they chose that one. I'm like, you know, if you're going to do Halloween, choose the fucking first one. This redefined the horror genre. Yeah, right. it defined the slasher genre. Like, it was really the first of its kind. And it was a movie that was shot in, like, two to three weeks. Like, it was... It had no budget. I mean, so... One of the greatest horror movies of all time. And now they're doing a haunted house at at Horror Nights. I don't um, know what the other houses are. I know there was, like, kind of like a Monster Mash-like house. Yeah, like classic just, monsters, yeah. yeah. I, could, I could maybe see Stranger Things... Coming back and being a house because of fuck, the yeah. you know, season being released this year. I think that would be cool to see. Um, but I, yeah, you know, you showed me that you know the what is that shop called? It's like a it's like a Halloween horror shop kind of thing. Place in uh, Islands.
0: Yeah, on Islands of Adventures kind of it kind of splits like um, the um, God, what the fuck is the name of that land called? The Lost Continent and and um, Hogsmeade. It's the Halloween like tribute store or no it's not a tribute store but it's basically like a 24 7 halloween store and they've got new halloween horror nights merch because courtney and i grabbed the first shirt that dropped because it was pretty slick but now they've got michael myers halloween horror night both t-shirts and ornaments
1: i'm gonna have to buy all of that
0: i figured so yeah kyle will be out here for halloween horror nights i'm assuming i mean shit at least for a day
1: I, mean, I could steal, maybe steal away for a weekend or something like that.
0: You could finally ride Cosmic Rewind?
1: Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, yeah, let's, you know, every time I come to Disney, I, like, I give blood for Disney, so.
0: <laughs> Giving blood for Cosmic Rewind is well worth it, sir. I, I promise. But um, speaking of blood, well, we've been talking about it for what seems to be several, several months probably talking about it as soon as the movie dropped but this podcast is only a little bit over a year old but in 2019 Joker released and it was critically received made a billion dollars and it was one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my life now we officially have from Todd Phillips and and Walking Phoenix himself have confirmed we are getting a Joker 2 what could they possibly do with a Joker 2
1: you know, um, one. Do you know how to like how to say the title? Is it like "Folly of Doe"?
0: Yes, I actually looked this up when Todd Phillips posted it, and I forgot about it. It's 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 meaning. It's it's got like sequel, um, like trilogy in it. I, I don't. know, It's uh, not not trilogy. It's got like a sequel mention in it. Like it, like it means the second coming of something. But there was more. It. I think it had something to do with like mental health too fuck i'm trying to find it here's a cryptic, a cryptic title um but what while, while i'm looking that up what do you, you know do you have any like ideas of what they could really do i mean like i can see the argument and i know people are making it out there of like you don't need a sequel the first movie was perfect and that's a great way to end the story but like how could they not you know i think people are clamoring to see more of this joker
1: um, okay, so I just read uh, Folly a doe is a French phrase that when translated Can mean madness for two Or shared madness Oh, there you go So does that mean Split personality you know, um, I can only assume that means Because we you saw know, a little bit of this at the end of the Joker That you know, other people were um, Kind of like making him out To be like this cult leader And not unlike we've seen in the past with with Joker and and, how people react to his personality. So maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, it becomes like he is this cult leader and then people are following suit. And maybe we kind of see a different Joker story where he's like the leader of this this cult following. And... um, Maybe his he bec- like they become like people become his you know under his control in some in some respects. Then this could also give rise to a one a, one Dark night, But I've said it before. I don't think Batman needs to be in this. He doesn't. Th- no. We got a lot of Batman stories in the works, and I just feel like this would make it feel a little bit loaded. Um, that could be like a you know if they do like a trilogy, which I assume probably will happen if they're doing a second one. Um, you know that will. You know, a Batman introduction could be like the ending scene or something like that of the Joker.
0: Could be, yeah.
1: yeah, It could be. I guess, maybe. But this movie franchise, if it's going to
0: be a franchise, I mean, it kind of is now, um, it doesn't need Batman. It can have Bruce Wayne. It could absolutely have Bruce Wayne. It did in the first movie for just a tiny bit. It had Thomas Wayne. It could, We could see more of that. May, um, well, I was going to say maybe... Fleck is the one that ends up killing them but no it was that rando who was inspired by the Joker at the end of the movie Um, I'm with you on the story I think that the only way it can go from here is 1000% um, you know that cult following coming up and just tearing Gotham apart and they're trying to take the city back and the Joker being the puppet behind all of it you know maybe he spends some time in Arkham Asylum here maybe he doesn't I think it would be would be really interesting to get a version of Harley Quinn here Um, because you could really make you could really make the relationship dynamic between the two of them quite interesting in a couple of like in a relationship of Harley and Joker you've never seen before Um, because the Joker we get out of Walking Phoenix is yes we've seen and feel that Joker but this is this kind of hits a little real right and you can get a real Harleen Quinzel somebody who maybe struggles with being a manic crazy obsessive but genius type of person living in seedy gotham city so i i, I could go lots of ways but i trust in Ted, uh, todd phillips
1: that was my other theory you know with the shared madness maybe harley quinn is a part of it um i would probably go with lean more towards my first theory um i don't know i mean i, I feel like this the Joker was well, done so well, and it was just so equally disturbing, especially with that ending scene. I'll, I'll never forget how I felt after watching that. Yeah. Like it, it just it was just so jarring. I mean, you see a lot of people killed in movies, but just the way that was done was just so perfectly executed, and it was just done in a way that just really like made it feel disturbing. And this movie, I remember reflecting on it for couple weeks after the fact and I feel that that's really like you know like quality art when you're thinking about it for weeks on, after especially in this day and age like I mentioned earlier where there's just so much content in mean, yep. such a brilliant movie they have a tall order you know uh, doing Joker two, but I think it, it will be done really well I think Todd Phillips has definitely proved himself so agreed. I'm excited
0: agreed completely with you and I yeah I remember the same feeling you're talking about like going up to the movie seeing it leaving the movie thinking about it after Um, I still don't know which scenes where there were you know violence by the Joker that made me feel more squirmy was it the first time he popped the gun out on those three like Wall Street dicks or was it um, when I thought he was gonna kill the little person (laughs) when he killed his his former boss um, and he like let him out of the apartment Um, and then there was when he uh, killed Murray I uh, can't remember his last name On the set of his show um, I don't know It's it's all It's it's a crazy fucking movie Number two is going to be fantastic But Speaking of it's, Harley
1: Yeah well, just You know Real quick Like you know The fact that he didn't kill You know That um, You know His friend who was You know A little person Really kind of shows his humanity Because You know He mentions like You know He was always nice to him And You know He has no intention of Like harming him For that matter So That's true
0: a good point um but we said we might get harley quinn in this movie but what we are for sure getting from harley quinn is that the animated series is returning for season three this summer hooray
1: hey do you think we'll be uh you'll you'll be in it um at all again
0: yeah yeah i don't know you'll be in it though uh mr poopy butthole um by the I'll way if your if your instagram account gets gets the uh, um how should I put this? If, if your Instagram account gets taken down, um, I had something to do with it, and I'll just leave it at that. And listen to Jedi Talk this week, the second show. Great. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna say that you can make all your ginger jokes all you want. You know, you know. Let's not forget the epic mother in the van jacking up last week, which got us so many listens, the greatest listens ever. Like the listens, you can't compare to anybody else. Like our listens are so much better than everybody else's. You come at our listens; they're great. They're great, phenomenal. So many listens because of a ter- because of a great mother joke from a terrible setup from Kyle Gallinotino. So,
1: you, you know, uh, Joe actually sent me a text message. He's like, he thinks your Instagram handle name change should have been Darth Gingerous. Oh, and did he? Uh,
0: you guys, you guys talk about me a lot, huh? Oh, Joe wants to, Joe wants to play then. then- it's on. Jaeger bombed.
1: Uh, I, I had said that I I suggest Darth Gingy or Darth Firecrotch. I feel like either one of those would be better fit. So take that for advisement because I feel like that would uh, definitely work better.
0: Your last Instagram post was a fat cat plush. You thirty six year old straight
1: male. Uh, d- okay, first of all, don't don't act like you don't like my fat cat plush. I don't like you anything like- you do. You liked it. You like fat cats. Don't Don't even try to deny that you don't.
0: Uh, well, I've, I've had fat cats, but... but it and, it's,
1: and it's hilarious. And it's hilarious.
0: I didn't say like, I didn't like fat cats. I'm just you saying you, people. a 36-year-old straight male, are posting fat cats.
1: Okay. Uh, this is coming from a guy who wears pink sparkly uh, costumes at Univers- and, and goes on parades at Universal. So. I,
0: I proudly wore that pink... Um, Mardi Gras over vest, whatever the fuck you wanted to call it, got on a float and threw beads at children all for like 45 minutes. That was fun. I'd do it again.
1: Were they fat children?
0: Uh, several. This is, this is a theme park. Of course there was fat oh. children.
1: Uh, were you targeting them?
0: Uh, uh, Kyle, how, how long have you known me? Of course I was targeting them. <laughs> God. Speaking of fat children, I wonder if any fat children get eaten in Jurassic World Dominion. Which I'm seeing in a few hours. You think I mean,
1: so? If if you were a dinosaur like I, and you saw like a, like a group of skinny people and a group of fat children, you would probably go for the fat children. I mean, Absolutely. It's
0: logic. It's logic. It's smart. Um, but I'm excited to see it. I know people shit on the Jurassic World series. You know, yeah, it doesn't hold a candle to the first Jurassic Park, but I've enjoyed the movies. I I don't think it ruins the franchise. You know, there are a lot of people out there who do enjoy these stories the critics are panned to the fuck out of this movie but the audience loves it so I don't
1: Why? know I don't know I, I don't know I'll say this like I think Jurassic Park 1 and 2 like the original those were really good Jurassic Park 3 was just kind of like a yeah. you know cave. it was just kind of like you know something you saw out of respect for the series it was just a fun movie it really wasn't you know anything great yeah agree. Uh, Jurassic World Jurassic World was great though I love that movie Fallen Kingdom you know, it was okay. I think it was you know, kinda like took a dip, uh, from Jurassic World, but I'm excited to see Dominion. I don't I don't understand like I doubt it's anything what the critics are saying. Like it's you have the old cast back with a new cast. Like, come on, that just writes itself. Like even if even if it's not a good story, like that's just cool to see. So
0: Yeah, I know. I, it's it's critics are funny. They're okay with s- <coughs> sorry, coughing there. They're okay with some critics being or, or I'm sorry, some some critics are okay with some movie franchises doing the same thing Jurassic World's doing with old and new casts, right? You know, Star Wars for an example, even Spider Man, Spider Man No Way Home, but um, then then they're not okay with it. I, I just I just don't get it. I really don't get it. I don't know what what more you want on a Jurassic World. Like you're never gonna get Jurassic Park. You're never gonna get that again.
1: Do you do you feel like uh, maybe the critics didn't like it because it was fan service? I mean,
0: could be. I mean, was it? Did Evan T. Boucher write all the all the um, reviews on it? Is he a critic?
1: Mm-hmm. He, he very well could be. He could be. Um. Uh, he, I don't. You know, I don't understand. I watched a video. Like I watched a, a better quality quality video of um, Cosmic Rewind. Why, why does he not like that? Right? There's just no justification. Like there it is. looks fucking
0: cool there is no reason not to like this attraction uh, from top to bottom the queue is great um, the pre-show is fantastic it's so good especially the second part of the pre-show really fucking cool um, try not to look that like they the Terry Crews is very assertive about not recording in that second part of the pre-show so I highly advise Kyle to stay away from that. If somebody snuck a video of that and is trying to put it on YouTube, because it's so cool to see in person. Um, But then,
1: yeah, I'm. You know, I'm. I just I once threw it. I don't need to do see it again. I'll see it in person one day. So perfect, perfect. But still, like just from what I saw, I'm like, this looks like a really cool fucking ride. So even if you don't really like Guardians of the Galaxy, which most people do, I mean, if you're a Marvel fan. Even if you were just, like, there at Epcot and you never watched Guardians of the Galaxy, they would still be a cool ride, I think.
0: Yeah, you're 100% right. If you didn't know who they were and just rode the ride, like, you'd fall in love with it because it's such a great attraction. It's fun. I don't think I've ever had any more fun on a ride in my life than I have on Cosmic Rewind. And every time. I've done it four times. And it's just so much fun. And I just can't, can't wait to do it again. Um, and on top of that it's f- it's good for families like you can bring your kids on this ride because they are like the height requirement is lower than i mean this is how you'll be able to ride it but the height re- well. the height re- the height requirement is like lower than like a typical roller coaster like this would be so i think it's very innovative it's you know nice job on disney to make something like this family friendly friendly so not just like mom or dad or like older brother and sister can experience this and it's it's cool i think it's i think it's cool it's it's Disney gets shit on a lot, rightfully so, but this is one of the best things they've done in a very
1: long time. Yeah, man, they, Disney is trailblazing when it comes to, like, adding shit to the parks. I say it all the time. Like, every year I go there, there's something new. Yes, sir.
0: Between the Halcyon, Cosmic Rewind, you know, even even a repeat of Remy's. Remy's is a good one.
1: Yeah. Fucking great.
0: Um, so last but not least... Spider-Man No Way Home, coming, ba- and you actually told me this, coming back out in September, a version they call more fun stuff or something like that, right?
1: Yeah, I wonder I, I wonder what this is. I, I hope it's just not like a ploy to just like kind of break the box office a little bit more. It
0: absolutely is. They do this all the time with the movies who make that much money. Remember they did it with Endgame? They're going to do it with this.
1: And then you know what Endgame did it, and then Avatar one, you know, decided, oh, we're gonna re-release it in theaters. And for some reason, some stupid idiots like decided to go see it in theaters. I'm like, this is like a ten plus year old movie. Like, is that even like great of a movie? Why are you going to see it? And I hope Avatar two just plots us. Like, and just don't <laughs> it's care. not
0: going to, because people are gonna flood to it because of the popularity. Now there's like six of them in the works. So if Avatar two sucks, I think people will stop seeing three, four, five, and however many that they make.
1: It's, I, I mean, it just it doesn't have any big appeal to me. I mean, I think what they did in, in Animal Kingdom is great, but I still don't, like, I'm not, like, obsessed with the movie. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me.
0: I get it. I'm not obsessed either. I thought it was fine. I was entertained when I watched it, but I'll go see Avatar 2, I guess, if I got nothing else to do. You know, We'll see. We'll see. What do you think they're going to shoehorn into Spider-Man? more fun stuff you think just more scenes with like garfield mcguire and Holl- uh, tom holland together
1: i i would only expect as much like i think that's the only that's the only play they really have i just hope it's not like just stupid you know um i so i'll, I'll probably wait to see what happens like i'll wait to see like you know what they say yeah. with the content but it's just like you know an added like funny scene where I don't know, maybe they're making a uh, you know, another poop joke or something like that. <laughs> or they talk about like they they keep asking Toby Maguire, Spider Man's like, does your web come out of any other places? Like
0: I don't know. Yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. It's like it's as, as long as it's not necessarily a a just I mean, quest for more money by just putting more jokes in there, like you had made mention. Then, yeah, it should be fun and should be really more fun stuff. But we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I feel like these, these companies do it all the time. It's whatever their business trying to make more
1: money. So it is what it is. It kind of sucks for the people who probably bought the movie already. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I almost went and bought it, but. You know, now then I'm, I'm kind of glad that they didn't, because I'm not getting the full version. Good point.
0: Yeah, they're going to release another DVD of the Spider-Man: More Fun Stuff.
1: It's going to be like the Snyder Cut.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. Nothing will ever compare to the gloriousness of the Spine snyder Cut. But thank you. Oh, yeah.
1: Speaking of the Snyder Cut, do we want to touch upon uh, our friend Ezra Miller? That's in the yeah. news again. This guy is. This guy is just. He's got issues. Like, what the fuck is this problem? He's, he, he's done as The Flash. Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. The, the Flash, I'm going to see it, but now it just seems like his image in the population is just so sour. Like This dude is throwing chairs at chicks. He's threatening people. Now he's grooming a 12-year-old? Yeah, what? yeah. This what one crossed that?
0: the line. Yeah, this one. Go. Ezra Miller, get far away from my favorite franchise as possible. Uh, but he's, he's done. No more Flash. Like, get get... I would take Grant Gustun, like, if they brought him in and reshot all of Ezra Miller's parts, I'd prefer that over seeing Ezra Miller in it because he's such a... If he's guilty of doing what they're saying he's doing with a groom and a 12-year-old,
1: then he should be castrated. He should be done. They they need to... re. I, I'm going to say it. Like, I love Ezra Miller's Flash. Like, I think he was just what it needed, but...
0: I agree, if but if now...
1: You cast him now.
0: Now, like, how, do you, how do you... Yeah, I mean, like, when he was cast for it... He's credence in the Fantastic uh, Beasts series. I mean, they they can easily recast that. But you're done. You go 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 do the only fans with Amber Heard. You're done. So
1: you know, I would say this. Like, I'm not even like against Amber Heard being in in Aquaman two. Like, I think like I see enough people you know going through divorce. I get it. Like, it's it's ugly. There's never there's never. Um... There's never a divorce where it isn't ugly. Well, how many know? divorced
0: couples have you counseled that the woman is pooped on the bed?
1: I mean, that's a bit extreme. Like, I, I will admit, like, that's that's a bit extreme. But, you know, like, people's... There's nobody that can push push your buttons like your spouse. like the, You know what I mean? Or your family, for that matter. And this is the, the shit that happens as a result. I mean, is it great that that happens? No. I mean, should people get a pass because it happens? No. I'm just saying it's like... I don't know. Like, I think it's like, this is what happens in divorce. People get hurt. I mean, people do fucked up shit to each other. Um, should it be the reason, like, somebody doesn't get a job, you know what I mean? Or, like, lose their job for that matter? I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's that's up for, for no, debate.
0: I think celebrities should be held at the same that you and I are. Like, if we go on social media and post a dissenting opinion about what might be popular in media and we go against that with truth and facts... You know companies might come at you and and i've seen people who were fired for that for for, for that kind of shit because companies were so just out of control um yeah. so, you know celebrities should be held to the same standard you know that us plebes do which even if it's stupid and and as the you know same thing goes for they should be giving second chances too you know if they really truly deserve one now in the in the case of ezra miller found guilt if he's found guilty of grooming a 12 year old child then Second chances are done. You you stopped that when you were, you know, dealing with this child before he was he or she, I can't I, I I can't remember, but before they were eighteen. So
1: we're really a society of second chances though, especially not for celebrities. I mean it's that's the one downfall of being rich and famous is that you, you don't really get a second chance. Like you really don't. Robert Downey
0: he, Jr. did. Everyone's okay with him.
1: Nobody I mean, he he was like like a nobody um before 2008 and he went to jail for like i think it was drugs and drinking and stuff like that and then he came back out in like a movie i think his first movie back was zodiac before right it was he did it right before iron man and like now robert downey jr i I feel like is, is kind of untouchable um but i don't know it's it's interesting how that works. See, even like Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo was in Guantanamo Bay at one point. Like he's he has a bad history. Like I don't know if you've, I do you know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, I do.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, he it, was in Book of Boba Fett. He was uh, he was a Rancor trainer.
1: He, he's a great actor. Like I love seeing him. I'm just saying it's like his history is it's not a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many people can go to Guantanamo Bay and like? you still go on to lead a successful life. He's he's probably the only Not person that's Yeah, so, I
0: mean uh, the others <clears throat> excuse me, the others who are doing it are probably just doing it under the <laughs> under the uh, radar. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, man.
1: But back to Ezra Miller, I, I don't know, I just feel like this guy is he's got a lot of issues and he's 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 kind of You know, when you're when you're cast as a superhero, it is really a next level type of gig because people, you know, like especially younger fans like really look up to you and in, in, in a lot of respects and this is just not good stuff yeah so i wouldn't be opposed to a, a casting change i think at this point like he's done enough stuff that's just like ugly you know this is just i i could see like doing fucked up shit when you're drunk like you get in a bar fight okay big big whoop but um i don't know the grooming thing has really kind of disturbed this shit out of me so and, and you don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt like maybe that's Maybe that's not the case, you know, see I the would courts hope so. like that. Yeah, but, but some serious
0: allegations to bring forth, but
1: I, I kind of feel like I'm not surprised either.
0: Yeah. I'm with you there. Not surprised at all. So Oh, but that wraps it up today, man. Uh it is Sunday the twelfth in June. It's uh, nice and hot in Orlando. Don't freeze in Chicago, sir. Um you guys have been great. We have been Fourth Motherbox. Follow us on Instagram at Fourth Motherbox. We're somewhere on Facebook too. Uh, thank you for joining today, and Kyle, how about some last words, sir?
1: My last words are "Go fuck yourself, Darth, Darth, Gingy."
0: Oh, you're really gonna love this week's this week's Jedi talk. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Actually, both episodes, because your good buddy Tim Marciano sent me some dirt on you, so. Thank you for joining everybody. Oh, oh and, did he? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Kyle, go to hell.